Hello and welcome to Peaceful at Heart. My name is Cedric Martin and I'll be your host. Each episode we're going to take a closer look at the book Peaceful at Heart, Anabaptist Reflections on Healthy Masculinity. We'll dive into the chapters, hear from the authors, and think a little bit more about what healthy masculinity means in our modern context. Today we're joined by Sunitha Millsaps. Sunitha, thanks for your work in the book so that we can discuss it today. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. Great. Yeah, and I'm glad that you're here so we can chat. Uh, I really appreciated your reflection and your, your perspective on, on healthy masculinity, uh, especially around grace. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about uh, when you were approached about this project and, and what experience you bring uh, to this conversation? If I remember right, it has been a while um, since they actually approached me. They wanted s several women's voices after, uh, because the book speaks specifically from the male perspective. And so they wanted the afterward to have the women's reflections of what we had read. So I was one of several women in the Mennonite church um, that held different positions throughout the church. And because I was, I am the executive director of Mennonite Women, and the work we do with Mennonite men, it seemed to a perfect fit for me to be one of the people who did it afterward. That's great. When when did you start working with Mennonite Women? Three years ago. So I'm in my third year now with Mennonite Women. Yeah. That's great. Thanks for your work there. Thank you. Uh, Sunitha, in your in your afterward, uh, you you say you hope that this book can get men and women talking and to hear and to challenge each other. Uh, where do we begin with that? I believe for the most part, where we begin is just doing it. So a lot of churches do small groups. They can choose to you know use this as a book to for all of them to read, and then each week. Um, discuss a different one of the stories that are there and how they are perceiving what they're hearing. I think that would be a great, the stories alone are great. Um, even if all you wanted to read was those stories, there's a lot um, of conversation that can come out of those stories alone. Um, it really helps, I think, for men and women to listen to each other's reflection of what they're hearing. I am sure men read it and, and walk away with one thing and women read it and walk away with something different. So I would say start it with Sunday school classes or small groups within the church, maybe even a family needing something to do together and to hear the males and the females together in those settings. So I think there are a lot of ways. I think we have to be intentional and know that we are doing it to hear each other's voices. Yeah, so, so what I'm hearing you say is sort of utilize the structures we already have in place and just uh, adapt it to, to have these conversations. Yes, yes. And we can do it like conferences can use it to do a story and have people there for, some, you know, maybe one of the, de uh, I mean, one of the seminars or workshops. A convention can do it that way. So there are other ways in which we're already gathered anyways, but churches and families could also use this especially when we start talking to our younger boys and girls and see what, how, what their reflections to some of what they're hearing as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the, the intentionality that you say is important because I think for, for a long time, it's been sort of a, a passive thing that's happened, but I think it needs to be more, more intentional. Yes. Sunitha, with, with your work at, at Mennonite Women, 
What, what challenges do you see when talking about healthy femininity? I've, I've been with men and I women for three years, but I've, I've been working with women the majority of my career. Um, and we've spent most of our time paying attention to females and how they feel and their power and trying to teach women to live into their leadership, and which is great. We needed to do that. Um, but we oftentimes what we have done to women over the years is say, this is how you have to be in a man's world compared to just simply allowing women to be who they are and let the structures then work around who we are. So now we're having to reteach women that you don't have to be just like the men. You don't have to dress like them. You don't have to act like them. You can be you. Um, so that's a shift that I believe is now happening with women. It's, it's hard to talk with women now around femininity because generations have very different views. And so we find that when we're talking about it with women, it's a generational gap that we have to speak into. Our older mothers grew up in a certain way and that's how they've survived. Our daughters, all the, all the uh, chains are broken um, and they're growing up with a, a more free way of being themselves that the older generation just has a really hard time uh, wrapping their minds around. So within women, we have to talk about the generations and culture, but generations really is the biggest piece. So, so where do you see those uh, sort of next steps in those conversations? Is it also just trying to have more intentional conversations and maybe some boys groups and girls groups and, and trying to figure out how to uh, fit in? I don't know what. Yeah. I, um, Every, I think um, our society as a whole just took for granted that this is the way things go and everybody just falls in line. And we found out that that doesn't work <laughs> and it hasn't worked well, not for everybody. It only works well for particular groups. Now we understand a little bit more about the fact that we need smaller, safe places for people to talk. Um, one church in Illinois was doing three generations. So they were putting groups together of one person from each generation. And they would do activities, whether it was reading something together, whether it was doing something together. Uh, that was their intentional way of trying to bridge these gaps of culture, of class, of everything. Um, and I haven't talked to them for a while because of COVID. So I'm wondering how how they're doing now, but I, I think all of it is intentional. If we just keep assuming we can do the same thing the same way we always have, we'll get the same results and they haven't been all that great for everybody. Yeah, that's that sounds great. I mean, I think uh, it's it's true that we uh, the church is one of the last places where uh, it's truly intergenerational every Sunday as opposed to uh, if, if you're not attending a church, I mean, how often would young kids interact with, with elders in the community other than maybe their own grandparents here and there. But uh, I think that's that sounds great. And I think that's something that we need to be um, uh, reflecting on and, and making sure that's important is that intergenerational part too. That's great. Uh, Sunitha, thank you very much for your time. Uh, but before we go, uh, do you have any sending thoughts for us into the rest of our day? I would just say in general, I would encourage everybody to read those stories. If all you wanted to read was the stories in Peaceful Heart, that's enough to get you thinking. Um, it's enough to get you asking 
what it must feel like for the other. Um, and I encourage us to do that, especially for our young men right now. We've paid a lot of attention to our young women. And I encourage people to pay a little more attention to our young men and how they're faring in our, in our society now. But thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming. Have a great day. You too. Peaceful at Heart was recorded in the city of Tuckeronto, the land covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. This is the Dish with One Spoon territory. The Dish with One Spoon is a treaty between the Anishinaabe, Mississaugas, and Haudenosaunee that bound them to share the territory and protect the land. Subsequent indigenous nations and peoples, Europeans, and all newcomers have been invited into this treaty in the spirit of peace, friendship, and respect. We all eat out of the dish, and all of us that share this territory with one spoon. We want to acknowledge the ancestral lands and waterways of the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Seneca, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples. Takaranto is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We wish to thank them and any other nations who cared for this land. Colonization is a continuing form of oppression, so it is important that we acknowledge the lands and digital spaces that we are holding and taking up. We remember the acknowledged and unacknowledged, recorded and unrecorded, past, present, and future. We are all treaty people. Peaceful at Heart was produced and edited by myself, Cedric Martin. It was made possible thanks to Mennonite Central Committee, Mennonite Church Eastern Canada, Be in Christ Church of Canada, Theatre of the Beat, and of course, by Mennonite Men. To find more resources, head to MennoniteMen.org.